0: Welcome to Old Eyes, New Glasses, a podcast about relationships, family, and how emotional intelligence impacts our lives. My name is Avery Baker and my dad is Brian Baker. It's a family joke that he's got the old eyes and I've got the new glasses and that's how we got the name of our show. Together, we are the only father and son inspirational speaking duo on the circuit. This podcast is an extension of the messages we share with audiences we speak to, ranging from thousands of people at national conferences to high school gymnasiums with 1,200 students. Get ready to listen to some of the most dynamic, the most unique, and the most inspirational cross-generational conversations you've ever heard. All right, so today we are coming to you all with a topic that is very important to us, but uh, let's be honest, it is really it's really important for everybody, and that topic is the power of relationship. Mm. And so pops, first off, how you doing today?
1: I'm good, bro. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing well, you know we we've had a, a positive day as we uh, before we started recording this. we were reflecting a little bit um, on on today, and so it's been overwhelmingly positive, so I'm very grateful for that. And uh, I'm excited to to dive into this topic, because, you know, obviously, and for those of you that don't know, my dad and I, we've written a book, it's called Love Wins, Five Keys to Strengthen Your Relationships. And so, like I mentioned, relationships are very, they're very important to us. And we are, um, we're big believers in cultivating, creating positive relationships in our own lives. And that's part, in part, what we talk about um, across across the country to people is how do you Create positive relationships and furthermore, what are the benefits of that? I mean it, it sounds great. everybody wants positive relationships, but what does that actually do for you you know both in the mm-hmm. workplace, um, in your home life uh, across the board and so that's kind of that's the theme of this topic and um, so i 'll start off I guess we'll we'll dive into some questions for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to ask you, pops, just about how you raised both me and my brother. And I kind of always sensed that, you know, you had a, a very keen understanding or you emphasized like being respectful, manners, being positive, and all of these things I would notice played out in the relationships that you had, whether mm-hmm. it was with My friends' parents, whether it was with your own friends that you grew up with, your coworkers, um, you kind of always maintained having a positive relationship that uh, that provided respect for both parties. Um, You use manners, and so where did that come from? I guess I want to get into the origin of that and and um, why it is that you know you emphasize those things.
1: Yeah, you know, it started, quite frankly, you know, with your grandfather. And the way in which he raised uh, me and your Uncle Mark um, in 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 a way that was, um, uh, he, he modeled behavior. Let Ooh. me put it that way. He modeled behavior, the things that I saw in the relationships that he had with his colleagues um, at work, the relationship that he had with all of his friends. You know, it was interesting uh, at your grandfather's memorial service, you know, one of the things that... Uh, uh, we talked about and what's very unique about him was that he had a way of making everyone feel like that, that they were his best friend. Mm. Right. And even though, uh, you know, we knew as a family who his really good friends were, who his best friends were, it was amazing how many people remarked that, you know, your father was my best friend. Right. So he just had that way about him, and because he modeled that behavior and he was very authentic and very sincere in the way in which he dealt with people uh, that's where it, that's where it really that's where it really came from and so because i had such a, a remarkable relationship with him into my adult years i always desired whether i had sons or daughters that eventually when they became grown i wanted to count them as, as you know, among my best friends. And so that's kind of how I, that's kind of how I developed my whole uh, philosophy uh, moving forward in terms of my parenting, but also what I wanted the the end result to be. I mean, you know, when you and I speak on stages around the country, you know, one of the things that I say to, to parents is that uh, the end goal was to have you and your brother be able to stand on your own two feet when the time came right and and um you know i always thought that like if that if that was the end result of that then we would be in good shape in terms of being able to have our our relationship not that if 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 you if you weren't ready for that or it took you longer to kind of adapt to adulthood that we weren't going to be friends but you know (laughs) it it made it a lot easier that you out my pocket not needing to uh, (laughs) need me to break bread for you right now but in the reality of it is, is that that that's where it came from. It came from your grandfather. I desire to try to have the same relationship with you guys that I had with him. And, and so far so good. It's important for, for, I think everybody, particularly today Mm -hmm. in the midst of this, this pandemic that we're in, I think relationships uh, can get you through a lot of things. It certainly can help you get through a lot of things. So that's where that came from. Absolutely. And um, you brought up Grampy and,
0: that the one thing that stood out to me, I mean, there was I I do remember the uh the memorial service and that was when I mean it was like what twelve years ago now. But the one thing that really stood out is just how many people were there. Mm-hmm. And um it was it was kind of remarkable to me. It was like it was beautiful to see so many people that cared about my grandfather. And um that was you know, one of those moments when you're really young and you realize, like, man, it's um, that it was inspiring for me to mm-hmm. to be able to have that level of friendship um, or that level of connection with so many different people. Yeah. Um, to so that that many people showed up to his memorial service, um, and so that that was that was a cool moment for me, definitely early on.
1: Yeah, and you know, I mean, obviously, in the subsequent years. Uh, you know, you've come to learn more about him, uh, just through conversations that we've had and, and, and been able to talk to some things, but he was a deep brother. I mean, he was, he was, you know, he was deep from the standpoint of, of, uh, he realized and recognized and understood the importance of, of relationships in your life. And, um, and he was so well liked yeah by so many people and you and i have had conversations about you know the power we're talking about the power of relationships now but we also have talked a lot about the the power of likability and what that does you know for you um in in life uh and you know not to be not to be not to get it twisted and to make it look like oh you know you're you know you're you're sucking up to anybody and and that sort of thing because that you know that that becomes one of those things like, you know, people can say, you know, to question certain things about your, your, uh,
0: integrity. Uh,
1: yeah. Your, your, your integrity desires. Or, yeah. Right. And all, all, all of the above, like, you know, the whole thing, and you hear me talk about this a lot when people are always talking about, you know, you're in your feelings or this person in their feelings and that person in their feelings. I happen to believe some, it's okay to be in your feelings cause that's how you kind of begin to understand who you are as a person but it's not a weakness, it's such a strength uh, to be likable. Uh, it, it does so many things in your life, but it, it, but it also, I think it makes the relationships that you have very authentic because people begin to realize and understand that they're dealing with an authentic person. And so, um, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I just value so much uh, and, and understand that I was very lucky to have a, a, a father like I had, not everybody is. And to have that, you know, I really hit the lottery uh, on on being able to do that. And so, um, yeah, I, I I hope, you know, I hope that it rubbed off on you and your brother, quite frankly. Yeah. And, the, the, you know, talking about being likable,
0: um, that is a very slept on trait that I realized while I was going through college that not um, not every single one of my friends really grasp that or or even understood just how much that their likability they never understood that their likability actually is a is something you know to to be desired and like that that is a advantage for them and it's not about using that or abusing that but it really is like if If people like you, people are more willing to do things for you. Like, you know this, I know this. Um, If people like you, people are more willing to work with you. Uh, And that is directly correlated to the workplace. I mean, you can have three degrees and be the smartest person in the room, but you know, if you're not likable, or if people think that you're just like mean, you're, you're kind of an asshole, Nobody's going to want to work with you. And so that then on the flip side, you might not have all the the accolades or the degrees, but guess what? You work well with others and you're likable. People are just going to be more willing. That's just, it's a natural instinct
1: to be mm-hmm. like, all right,
0: I'd rather work with that person who I like.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah. so go ahead. No, no, I, I I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, you talked about, you know, uh, a few minutes ago, when you were talking about how I raised you guys to be respectful and, you know, um, you know, kindness was 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 always emphasized and awareness of other people mm-hmm. was always emphasized and manners, you know, were always emphasized. And, you know, I mean, as you know, uh, about 15 years ago, I had a business called Manners Matter right. and where I was speaking. Um, you know, to um, school age children's about the importance of manners that end up morphing to some schools asking me to speak to their faculty uh, uh, members about uh, the importance of manners and, and again, modeling the behavior. And so, um, you know, it's very, very important, you know, not to get you know too far off off topic here, but we're talking about manners. One of my favorite quotes uh, uh, is from, you know, somebody who's Really, uh, uh, an unlikely person that that I would quote, but I will give them a lot of credit because I love the quote, and it's Clarence Thomas. And one of the quotes that he has was, you know, good manners will open up doors that a degree will not. Mm. And the reality of it is, you just kind of touched on that. You could not have a degree in in a particular work environment or situation and thrive. Right. A degree does not indicate uh, uh, your your intelligence level in, in as far as I'm concerned. You know, it, it shows that you were able to, to go on and get, go through uh, the educational process and continue to go further and further along. But it's not for everybody. Right. But at the end of the day, there's some of those other intangibles. And likability is one of them, right? And so if you're someone that people like to collaborate with, if you're someone people enjoy teaming with, uh, that, that goes an, a long way, uh, uh, not just in the workplace, but just in your life. People, you know, people work with who they like. And that's an old adage that I don't think will ever die. Right, right.
0: Yeah, so, so likability goes into the power of relationship, uh what, what what uh we also talked about a little bit respect goes into the power of relationship um you know in a way trust yeah goes into the power of relationship and trust is developed over time that's something that we both know mm-hmm. but uh it's very easy to break trust and so being able to be on the right side of that coin and making mm-hmm. sure that we're always building trust as opposed to breaking Trust down yeah. that goes into the power of relationship um, and you know I'll, I'll share a quick story my, one of my favorite things to talk about with the some of the relationships that I've formed over the years is when I studied abroad in uh, Australia mm. and started meeting people from all over the world throughout my semester there I developed friendships with people from across the globe. Mm -hmm. Uh, which was the first time was a new new thing for me. But uh, it really, it kind of for me, and I'm going to toot my own horn, but it reinforced for me just how, how well or how easy I am to making friends and meeting Mm -hmm. new people. Mm -hmm. And, and um, being that connector and being willing to make that initial interaction. Yeah. And so I met people uh, from all over Europe specifically, and over a year, it was over a year after I returned from studying abroad and I graduated college and I decided that I wanted to travel uh, around Europe. I'd never been to Europe before, and I I ended up traveling for three weeks, and it was because of the friendships that I developed over a year prior that I was able to travel across Europe for three weeks. And I think I only spent, um, I only paid for lodging on three of the three nights Mm. out of the 21 days that I was traveling across Europe. And that's because of the friends that I met, I was able to stay with them in Mm. their their respective countries. So I stayed with friends in Stockholm, Sweden. Um, I stayed with friends in Madrid, Spain. I stayed with friends in Milan. Um, stay with friends in, in Switzerland.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And like that experience, which I mean, there's many benefits to doing that in itself, you know, staying with people that live that actually, yeah, that's because you're cheap, but
1: continue. Uh,
0: <laughs> frugal is the word. That we're gonna use <laughs> for this. But I mean, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed getting like the, the authentic experience of like, take me through your everyday life. Like, yeah, it's all fine to stay at a hotel and, you know, do the tourist thing. But for this first time, I, and, and because I had friends, because they were, you know, really good friends that I met on, on this study abroad, uh, semester, you know, I really was, I was thrilled at the opportunity to stay with them and kind of, uh, experience their everyday life. But it was because and and for so many of those friendships um i just happened to be the one that made that initial uh interaction or you yeah. know made that initial step to being like um uh, so hey like you know my name's Avery i'm from california and then boom it just and then the ball just gets rolling um but it's it's just i truly feel like and th- i think i've talked about this on previous episodes that we've recorded but i truly feel like I can learn from any interaction that I have yeah, and both good and bad. And so that means I can learn from anybody yeah. and it doesn't matter, you know, what maybe my prejudices are going into that conversation, my preconceived notions. I think that it's very important for all of us to be able to put those aside and go into any interaction, any um, conversation with an yeah. open mind, with a blank yeah. slate. Because you just don't know, and it's the old adage of "don't judge a book by its cover." Right. So for me, I really I take that to heart because I do. I, I'm curious about somebody else's perspective and their experiences and just what it is they have to say.
1: Well, you know, I mean, you know, you talked about the fact that we wrote a book um, last year, and one of the one of the uh, portions of the book is is you listed these things called Brian Bakerisms that were these, these, these phrases or these sayings that yeah your I teachers, used with you and your, what'd you say? All of your teachings,
0: your lovely teachings <laughs> that you reiterated <laughs> over and over and right,
1: over again. Right, and one of them was uh, that closed mouths don't get fed, which was designed to do exactly what you just talked about, which is like, yo, like you can go out here uh, and keep to yourself and, 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 and play it close to the vest uh and uh, And be so reserved that there may be some opportunities that you miss out on because you were afraid to open up your mouth right and that and, and that goes for even you know networking mm-hmm. and who you connect with in in various settings and who you meet you know which 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 leads me to a funny story that you and I experienced um together back in washington d c now look you know, I tend to land on the, on the, on the, in the political sphere. I tend to land, you know, um, you know, moderate left, right? And so, you know, that's another conversation that you and I can have about politics on the air one day. But I tend to, to, to land in the middle left um, uh, political sphere. And so you and I were out one night in Washington, D.C. Um, at a bar, and uh, watching a baseball game. And all of a sudden these two people came into the bar and sat uh, a couple of chairs down from us and this conversation just ensued. I think, I think that they were, I think they had been to a couple of bars mm-hmm. actually before they got to the bar where we met them. But this young lady was very talkative. She started a conversation. Uh, and so the four of us, He was with her boyfriend, the four of us started this conversation. Long story short, it turns out that um, she was a a, um, a a staff aide to uh, well, they were both staff aides oh. to Republican congressmen mm-hmm. uh, uh, on the Hill, and um, but we had such a good time just kicking it and talking about life in general. An hour into this conversation, she's like like tomorrow you guys come and meet me. I'm going to give you my own personal tour of the Capitol. Right. Right. So it's one of those things where like, even though you don't necessarily agree politically uh, on some things, you know, particularly where we are right now Mm. in July of 2020, where we're so splintered, so um, um, fractured, Um, you know, three years ago when we met, uh this this young lady and her boyfriend um you know it 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 it's, it was it was it was such a positive engagement and to meet her the next day uh in her office uh and and to spend you know an hour and a half walking around the capitol just the three of us taking us to places. That like people aren't able to to go if they didn't have somebody you know like her uh, with them. It was fantastic. We got to go to the Speaker of the House's private balcony to take pictures. We got to go uh, into the House of Representatives chamber. While there were some people uh, at at the top um, uh, in the tiers up top, we got an opportunity to go down to the floor of the house, right, and just sit there. Uh, for a little while and just have a conversation. So it was really cool, but it's, it really is about not, you never know who you're going to meet and you never know where, where that might lead to. And again, that's the power of relationship. And that's why, um, you know, that's why we've started to make a living talking about uh, the need for that and, and how um, important it is for you to be able to forge relationships and develop relationships and and have meaningful relationships in your life but uh that was a very that was a very interesting story as you posted on instagram one time you never know who you're gonna meet in a bar in washington dc and you don't
0: you really don't you really don't that that open-mindedness um can take you so far Mm -hmm. so far and um so yeah i think uh the other thing to talk about is, you know, the most obvious connection between the two of us, the parent-child um, yeah. relationship and just how, I mean, it can't be overstated, but it is, it is obviously talked about a lot, just the impact that a parent can have on a child. And we, you, you mentioned that as parents, parents are a child's first life coach. Yep. And so teaching for you to teach me some of these principles, uh, manners, courtesy, likability, mm-hmm. mindedness, um, setting aside prejudices, those those were so instrumental for me. And um, you know, I, I just feel like like you mentioned, that's really why we've started to do what we do with the Avery and Bryan experience. And I think those principles have also allowed the Avery and Brian experience to take off even further than what we had envisioned uh, at the beginning, you know, almost three years ago when we started this. Mm -hmm. Um, It's allowed us to realize that, yeah, relationships, they, I mean, obviously we know about being in a relationship with a significant other. Mm -hmm. We've all felt that and felt, you know, what that's like, but, I feel like not enough people really address it head on where it's like, it starts with the relationship that you have with yourself. And then from there, Mm. you can then better the relationships in your life. Mm. I mean, in the workplace relationships with a significant other, the relationship that you have with your parent, the relationship that you have with your kids, um, all of these things, like all, all of those individual relationships Uh, they kind of pile on top of each other. Mm. And um, I think that's very interesting to think about because oftentimes we separate our relationships. We say, oh, well, that's, you know, the the workplace relationship is one thing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, my home life is another thing. And sometimes we shield off our home life and our home relationship. And that's everybody's prerogative. But I think people have to realize that, you know, whether we know it or not, we carry those relationships, whether it's from home into the workplace or from the workplace back into the home. You know, if we've got negative things going on at work, too often and um, you know, too unconsciously, we're bringing that negativity back into, the work, or back into our home or back mm-hmm. into our relationship with our significant other. And it operates the same way with the relationship that we have with ourselves. Um, If we've got a negative relationship with ourselves, or if we have a positive relationship with ourselves, then that more often than not is going to reflect
1: in the relationships that you cultivate with other people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's important that, um, you know, we're going to, as we um, move further along in some future episodes, we're going to dive into the subject of emotional intelligence. a little bit deeper. But one of the things that you just touched on was, you know, uh, how you think of yourself and your self-awareness, essentially, is what you're talking about. Your self-awareness and the impact that that has on your ability to manage the relationships in your life and your ability to be cognizant and aware of other people and your ability to manage yourself. And And it does start there, right? You know, the bottom line is that um, there's a lot of people, unfortunately, that um that that don't think highly of themselves, and you know that carries over to every aspect uh, uh, in 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 life, you know, consciously or unconsciously. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with you know folks' um, particular situations in their upbringing, yeah. a lot of trauma going on, and a lot of um, uh, 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 different places in our society. And and unfortunately, people um, who don't have the opportunity to necessarily address that through. Uh, therapy or counseling or whatever will give them an, an opportunity to learn from them and get better. They don't, and so they carry that through life, and so your relationship struggle. Or, yeah. you know, I talk highly about uh, my dad and being lucky to have had the father that I had, but the reality of it is, and again, this is something that we talk to, uh, uh, that we talk about when we speak live, the reality of it is my father had a horrible relationship with his dad. Mm. And, you know, and my father's uh, uh, father was abusive uh, to him physically and verbally. And so, uh, you know, my father had to come to grips with that uh, Mm -hmm. before he became a father. And, you know, fortunately, you know, for me, uh, he was able to do that. And it was something that he and I talked about later in life. Uh, I, I had no idea growing up that he had that kind of relationship with his father. Um, but it was important enough to him that his relationship with me and and your uncle were different. Yeah, that he took a completely different approach towards it mm-hmm. and didn't didn't carry on that uh, uh, that burden and pass it on from generation to generation. And so, well, that's uh, the uh, and that's the power of of that relationship. The yeah.
0: power and even in that's turning a negative into a positive. Mm-hmm. So he turned his experience of negativity and violence into a learning experience. And um, he used that to, and that's what I'm saying about the open-mindedness. He used that as,
1: well, this is what not to do. It, and that's good. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, because he, you know, one of the, one of the comments that he made um, to me was that he vowed if he was ever to be a parent, that he would not be the type of dad that his father was. Mm. And um, and I'm thankful for that because, you know, the easy way out w- would have been to just be like, okay, well, I'm gonna do to you what was done to me because, you know, the, I survived, right? That's the easy way out, right? Because it just it, it, that didn't take no work, right? right? The, the the work came in to just say, no, I'm not going to make those mistakes. No, I, I got to put a concentrated effort into, you know, not doing particular things. I am going to work harder mm-hmm. to make sure that, you know, the outcome for the relationship I have with my children is different than the relationship, you know, I have with my pop. So, yeah, it's, um you know, it's, look, life ain't easy. Life right? ain't easy. It's well, not Uh, although I do have a friend, uh, who told me something about 20 years ago, I actually always, uh, uh, dug this statement and he's kind of right in a lot of ways. He said, life is easy. People complicated. Mm. And so, you know, I, I would say having lived a little bit now, you know, life's not easy, but he's right that people do complicated and sometimes make some things worse than they need to be. I agree with that aspect of it, but um, the power of a relationship is 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 so so important to just um, where you see yourself uh, and and uh, how you feel on a daily basis. Uh, it's just it's um, it's it, 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 it should not be slept on. Yeah. it's just one of those things that is just important and and it's important uh, enough. To anybody that hears this podcast it's important enough to take the time to repair some relationships in your life that perhaps have gone sideways because you never want someone to depart this earth and then you have regrets because you didn't do something while they were here so i I, i'll end that out in my portion of (laughs) of this podcast on that note like get it right people there's there's no reason to let some things unsaid or undone.
0: Well, and, and to piggyback on that, um, maybe repair, but also just to grow, to grow your relationships that you already have and to make sure that those, those don't get stagnant because then that's also uh, kind of a dangerous place is when you know you get very content or stagnant in your relationships and you're not looking to grow. Mm-hmm. And then that's how things perhaps fester. Yeah. Um, and so I'll end, I'll end my portion just on a, on a personal note. Um, we were talking about, you know, self-awareness and we'll get more, more into emotional intelligence and some competencies of that. Mm -hmm. But, um, for me, one of the things that, that I had to grow out of, um, was lacking Mm self-confidence. And so, and then I realized as I got older just how my lack of self-confidence actually reflected in the way that I let people treat me Mm. and it reflected in the relationships that I had. And so having a bit of self-awareness or or growing, uh, or becoming more self-aware actually benefited my own, my, my, the relationship I had with myself. Mm -hmm. And because of that, it allowed me to, um, to kind of a stand up for myself and, and then set expectations for the types of relationships that I wanted to have with other people, whether it be with peers, whether it be with my coaches and sports, Mm -hmm. whether it be with my girlfriends that I had, Mm -hmm. um, all of those things. The point is all of those things are intertwined. Mm -hmm. And so that, that's the true, uh, I guess I'll end that in, in, it there. That's the true power of relationship. And so Mm. just to recap, um, you know, likeability, manners, um, having some self-awareness, trust, trust, um, the ability
1: to have this, let's, let's keep it real. The ability to just have an open conversation with somebody and, you know, not be pretentious about it. Right. Yep. Or talk about things that there, there's some tension in the room. Like how do you kind of, you know, express yourself, let someone else express themselves, not, not always disagree on it but not fall out over it when you when you don't agree you know what i mean right right yeah Yeah. Yeah. so all of that plays into the power
0: of relationship and
1: uh yeah we hope that
0: um that you got a few nuggets from this episode and i'm looking forward to uh having more conversations about this about this topic because there's there's a lot more a lot more to be said on it but uh but uh, we'll end it right there